Hi, everyone. It's Gabby. And we're going to start doing some bonus episodes weekly for the listeners. And what we're trying to do is just take these specific bite-sized topics, go through them pretty quickly, and drill down on specific takeaways. What we're also doing is we fielded some questions and we try to elaborate from there. Hi, I love these bonus shows because it it's sort of like after you do the show and do the interview and then the show comes out, you you always kind of think about it. I mean, I always think about it a little bit more. And we had Rick Rubin and Stephen Mitchell, both really incredibly intelligent, spiritual people. One of the things that seemed to come up again was this idea of controlling your life or your environment with little or or no force. And, you know, I'd like to expand on that a little bit. Because I don't think the important part of this question that I originally had for Rick was about controlling your life. It's maybe for me, it's now the opposite. Maybe it's it's somebody who who does try to organize things and and will things and muscle things um, that maybe not only is that the illusion that we actually can, um, but that's that's where a lot of the misery, or as uh, Stephen's wife, Katie, w- would talk about, kind of the suffering, you know, thinking that we're, we are in control of what our children think and do, or our partners, or our bosses, or otherwise. And so maybe what I should have asked Rick was, where does he find this peace within himself that seems to greatly impact his environment without... Um, willing it or forcing it or demanding it or, you know, bossing everybody around. But I will say there, there is a very clear when you're with him. And if you, you know, work alongside of him, with him, for him, um, kind of an expectation of like what the program is, you know, like if, if, I'll give you an example. He has an incredible man named Dave who works with him. And Dave is one of those people who solves problems, fixes anything and, appears to do it with, um, you know, without tons of emotion or, or it doesn't seem like a big burden to him. And so it's, it's an interesting thing where he has a lot of people like this around him. And, um, and I, and I guess, you know, this idea in the Tao where it said that I'll paraphrase that maybe when we get to the place where we master ourselves, which is probably surrender, right? Which is acceptance and surrender and trying to live in reality versus in all of the shoulds, then we no longer have the need to try to master others. And um, yeah, but it's hard. I, I think it's, 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 it's hard not to think that, oh, if I try a little harder or exert my will on this situation, it will not sort of be more how I want it to be. And I, I don't think that that's the case. And Rick is, and Stephen, for that that matter, they're they're very good examples of that. How do we take the next necessary steps to move ourselves in one direction or the other? So let's say maybe where you're working too much, uh, how would one slow down uh, versus maybe someone's in a more relaxed place, and how would you kick it up, get stuff going? Uh, you know, I think it's first, These it's not so black and white. I think, first of all, let's 
take somebody who's working hard. Are they hiding in their work? Are what what? Why are they grinding so hard? Are they trying to amass a fortune? Do they want to have power? Do they want to be the boss? Um, or are they on a mission? You know, they're building homeless shelters for mothers and children, or they've got a you know a garden box program for elementary schools. So I think it's lining up honestly within yourself as to first of all. Does it require that much work? Could you be successful and still make time for your relationships and your self-care um, and those types of things? Or are you hiding in your work? Or if you think, oh, I'm going to be a CEO of a Fortune 500, have you thought about, have you mapped out the other parts of your life? Is it important to you to be, to have fruitful friendships, to be connected uh, to a partner, maybe to have a family. It, and there's no right answer. It's just being really clear and looking ahead. There's a great book called Strength to Strength uh, by Arthur C. Brooks. I'll be interviewing him soon that talks a lot about how so many type A people get all this meaning from their work, but then they sort of neglect everything else. So if you're working too hard, get dialed in first to what are you working really hard at? What is it contributing to your world that you live in and your life? And as far as slowing down, I think it's it's more about are you addicted to it? And it is a place that you're hiding from your real life from. And if it is, then yeah, incorporate quality time with friends or your partner and definitely don't neglect your health. And I know that's easier said than done, but even if it means going and taking a walk, um, the, it's really important. Um, but I, th I think most people work really hard for reasons that are below the surface. And if you're mellow and you're thinking you want to generate some, some action, what do you want to do? What excites you? What turns you on? It's not about what you were supposed to do or you're a business major or it doesn't matter. But on some level, there's a certain amount of hard work has to get done in life. What do you want to do? And I think the other part of this is energy begets energy. So also, if you could kick up your self-care life, exercise and eating well, you'll have more energy to give. Um, but if there's something you're interested in, you could go and ask for someone. You know, I always say you can interview and, and mentor, ask for mentorship volunteer at certain things if you think you're curious. But if you think whatever it is is going to land at your front door, knock on it and say, I'm here now, your dream job, the thing that you're ready to work hard for, I, it's just not the way it happens. So I think first it's dialing in. Who am I? What do I like? What, what do I have people skills? Don't I? Am I antisocial? All of it's okay, but it's really knowing so that you can start to orient towards something that really reflects you, that would excite you, that you wouldn't mind working hard at. But again, with that balance, work is a part of our life. It cannot take up all of our lives. And I know that's easier said than done, especially if you're 23 and you have a startup. I get it. But just look at it. Just really keep looking at it and making sure you're at least honest with yourself about the role that working and working a lot plays in your life.
There was a follow-up about what's the, how do we find the line and the balance between a little force and going out of your comfort zone? I think it's about like your whys first. I, you know, I believe when we're lined up with why we're doing something, then when we ask for things or we're doing things, I, I think there's no force because our intentions, our why is honest and clear. Uh, so I think if it's something makes you uncomfortable, um, it's new, you're not very good at it, you're scared, but you want to do it, you're afraid you might fail, but you're called to do it, this is important. We should be doing this all the time. We should be taking on things in our life, if we're inspired to, that make us nervous and question ourselves and doubt ourselves. This is what life, this is such a big part of life. This is growth and um being good at something is it's fun, it's nice, but moving out of your comfort zone in a healthy way, that's living and that's and that's expanding as a as a human being. That's going to school. So I think the force thing gets turned into a different definition as far as we talk about forcing things when we're really lined up with our why and we're transparent with all of those people around us. Like we're being super clear about what we're asking for and why we're asking and what our intentions are, even when they're more brutal. That's okay. Just very clear. But um, I think a force and moving out of our comfort zone, I, I think those are really, really, those are different things. Um, now, if we're moving out of our comfort zone, out of our ethics, our values, and we're forced something that way, that's something different. Well, there was a question also if, there, if I had any tools. <laughs> I swear to God, I, the older I get, the less tools I have. Um, I'm kidding. But I was discussing this concept with my friend Elijah, who is responsible really was the impetus for everything. Like, you should interview Rick Rubin. I, I would be remiss if I didn't bring up um, a book that might talk about these nuances. Um, it's, a, it's called Insights on Power versus force. And it's by David Hawkins. So if you're looking for some kind of like green light to be in your power without always feeling like, am I forcing it? Um, maybe that would be a great place to start where, because listen, you want to be in your power. You want to be strong. You want to be clear. You want to go for things. Um, but what is, what's that line, right? Like where it's, we're doing it in the tone that has, I'll put air quotes around it, something in the positive direction versus a lot of times with force that obviously has a sort of a negative feel to it. So anyway, uh, Power Versus Force by David Hawkins. This podcast is brought to you by Ritual. I personally have been taking their Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin since the pandemic began. I was just looking for a really great multivitamin, and I love the fact that it has high quality, traceable key ingredients in clean, bioavailable forms. Because for me, if you're going to, and if I'm going to share it with you, 
put your resources, whether it's your time or money towards something, you want to know, hey, not only do they have best practices, but this is actually going to do something for me. And 97% of women ages 19 to 50 are not getting enough vitamin D from their diet. It's hard to do. And I like to get as much as I can from my diet, but that is why I take a multivitamin. And Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% in a clinical study. The other thing is they take nine key nutrients in two delayed release capsules per day that optimize your body's absorption. So I think one of the things is, is like, oh, is it an empty stomach? Is it a full stomach? Well, because they, the way that they've done these capital, capsules, it's dental on an empty stomach. And at the end, you get this nice little minty essence in every bottle. So for a lot of people, sometimes these are the things that keep them from taking multis and making it easy and being able to enjoy it, whether it's timing or I don't like the after burps. And the other thing about it is ritual multivitamins are vegan. They're non-GMO project verified, gluten and major allergen free, and they are certified B Corp. And like I said earlier, everything is made traceable and they have a wonderful offer for you today. So all you have to do, you don't have any more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. You'll get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash Gabby. If you want to start your ritual, or you can add the Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today, that's ritual, R-I-T-U-A-L dot com slash Gabby for 25% off. This podcast is brought to you by Babbel. I don't know about you, but every time I travel, I kick myself that I haven't spent more time learning whatever language it is in the place that I'm visiting. It's like you want to connect with the people in a real way. Well, immersion, you know, that's the best way. But most of us can't move somewhere and, and you know live there and learn the language, even though that's number one. But number two is with Babbel. And the reason that is, is first of all, they have, it's really quick. They've got 10-minute lessons, and but they're handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. But what I love about it is it's designed by real people for real conversations. It's like, listen, we all want to know like, Talk about food and directions and things like that. And Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real life situations and delivered with conversation-based teaching. So you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. And that's the other thing I love is just combining that because you think, okay, maybe using a trip that you have planned or getting together with family somewhere, using that as your motivation to get going. And you don't have to pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that maybe don't really even help you, you know, speak a new language. In fact, a study showed, there was one study, they did studies at Yale, Michigan State, that Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours, that's nothing, is equivalent to a full semester at college. They've got over 16 million subscribers sold, plus all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. So here's the incredible offer for a special limited-time deal for our listeners right now, you can get 50% off a one-time payment for a lifetime Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash Gabby. So to get 50% off at babbel.com slash Gabby, that's babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash Gabby. Some rules and restrictions may apply. Living with Laird, I think... A lot of times, you know, people can view us from the outside and think um, that we're just always intense and 
and pushing and lifting and moving. And there's a part of that that there might be some truth to that. Um, but we, you know, we've been together for almost 27 years, and I, and I think, quite frankly, you you almost have to become more pliable in order to to live with each other and people have strong personalities layered. Um, no, I'm kidding. I do too. <laughs> See, he won't listen to this. I can say anything I want. <laughs> no, but there's always balance. I think both of us are very interested in working hard where we can and the things that, that we can control and pushing. I don't know about pushing and force. It's like working hard, listening to the voice inside, asking for what you need. I have a harder time with that. Like even with this interview, I did not want to ask Rick over and over. And it was Laird who kind of pushed him a little bit. So there's an example where I knew it it would be good. Like I knew it would feel good for them to be together for them. But I have a hard time, if you can believe it, imposing myself too much on other people. But I always admire when someone is just able to be out with it, right? Like they don't have, it's it's not like they're just trying to get something for nothing. So they don't have a bad motive, but it's like, hey, do you want to do this interview? Yes or no. And so I think that that's a nuance that I'm, I'm really trying to work on. So as far as hard work goes, I do that in my training life and I do that in my self-discipline and, you know, my communication and, and um you know, try to take care of my house and my work and follow up. I tr I'm trying not to push. And, you know, it's not about force. Sometimes it's also, though, at times in work and things, it's about trying to be in charge and just saying, okay, I am allocating. I'm responsible for this space. Um, and I'm going to do my very best to be diligent. I'm going to be a diligent um, steward of whatever space I'm responsible for. Um, so... I think um, letting things come to me is is different. I think life is giving us signs all the time. So if you're in sport, like I was asked, like if you're in a competition or match, I think that's something else that's about um, trying to be your very best to shift things that way. Um, but in career, I think it's like continuing to pay attention to yourself and where you're at and who you are and what your strengths are and going for it that way. Um, the other hard part of that is like I'm not an, an any all cost person, so I'm not really willing to step on someone's neck to get ahead. So I think a lot of times people equate those types of tendencies as being forceful. Um, I like the law of attrition, like I'm just going to keep on keeping and something Something's going to show up. The final thought, or the final question is, can a person have motivation, drive, determination with no force? Does it work in all aspects of our life and work? Like for athletes, uh, people, tr someone trying to thrive in business. Um, the example is like Kobe Bryant is known to have been a monster you know, with a huge workforce, could somebody excel? Could he have succeeded at such a high level without that? Truth be told, and I live with someone like this, I do think a little bit obsession, I, I don't know if it's un unavoidable, I'll be honest. It's, 
but I don't, I don't know, like the obsession. I think that level of greatness comes from that. However, are you willing to pay the price? Because there's just enough st- statistics. Um, I mentioned the book earlier about the misery that comes eventually because we're not always going to be number one. We're not always going to be the big boss. We're not always going to, you know, our legacy isn't so important. We have all these things in our whys. So, no, I don't actually think you can really be great, great without serious determination. I don't know if that's the same thing as force. I think you can do it with a lot of grinding work and motivation and drive. I don't know if you have to force it. But what I would say is that no matter what success we get, I mean, literally, like be the most famous person in the world, at some point it's going to end and actually it doesn't make us happy because then we're on this treadmill. So could you in that drive and determination and spending hours and hours, would there be a window of time in there that you could have, you could connect with two people, one good friend and, and a lover if you want one or two good friends and find the time to take care of yourself. I have, I say this, I must say it on every show, but I, I genuinely believe the greatest actual asset that we own, I'm not talking about our human relationships, is our health. And if we ignore it or neglect it completely just for external success, I think we're missing the point. So everybody can do it how they want. I don't care if you're in your office and you're, you know, you meditate between calls and you're on a walking treadmill in your desk. I don't care. But I just don't know if the cost, the price that we end up paying to be you know, sort of the best is worth it if we don't figure out the way how to implement these relationships and this, this kind of practice along the way. But I, I really enjoyed the reminders that Rick and Stephen offered us. I, I love um, Stephen's version of the Tao Te Ching. And, um, you know, I think it's inspiring to see people that have the ability and the courage and the good fortune um, to not only do it their unique way, but also what I find fascinating is these guys have been at it for a long time. And maybe that's the other reminder. We're all valuable, whether we're just starting and we're 20, you've got something to contribute, but we have other things to contribute, whether we're in our 70s, and even in Stephen's case, he's close to 80. And I, I just want to use that as a reminder, because we are all connected. So how are we teaching each other and supporting each other and younger people teaching older people about the world that we're in now and older people sort of giving experience and wisdom of things that they've seen patterns over the years? I just think it's important. We've moved more and more away from that. And um, I think having that in pockets wherever we are is, um, it's just priceless. So I hope you enjoyed the original podcast and thank you for joining me on this. That wraps it up for today. 
Make sure to follow us on Spotify for free episodes and subscribe to The Gabby Ree Show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow me at Gabby Reese on Instagram and Twitter. Aloha. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.